0: Whether it's for work or play, we rely on home internet so much these days. Being connected and staying connected has never been more important. So if you want reliable internet, bought you at speed, switch to Aussie Broadband. It only takes a few minutes to sign up, and their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Find out more at aussiebroadband.com.au. T's and C's apply. This week we have one of my favourite AFL footballers joining me, Caleb Daniel. He's easily one of the most recognisable names in the league, not just because of the characters he's become, but the premier accolades he's collected over his six years at the elite level. He's coming fresh off an Australian as a flag to his name from the incredible 2016 Doggies Premiership, a story that he gives us plenty of insight into that I had no idea about. Speaking of being in awe, nothing gets me more up and about than seeing this bloke on a halfback flank absolutely ripping a 45 into the corridor. Cal is just a genuine superstar on and off the field. He's modest and he's a genuine guy that's had a journey littered with naysayers that he's left in the rearview mirror, which I love. I've always wanted to know more about this great man, so it's an absolute pleasure to have him in the studio, and he did not disappoint. Join me in getting to know the man behind the helmet and hear from an underdog that never let anyone tell him no. But before we get into it, a big, big thank you to some Dylan Friends, Illyxx members on Patreon, Brandon Verd, Levi Laver, Alex Edgar, Lockie Smith, Sean Miller, and Ned Gray. Thank you so much for your love and support. It means the world and helps me take the show to the next level. So I cannot thank you enough. If you want to join the Dylan Best Friends Patreon, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Dylan Friends. The link will also be in the show notes. Let's go. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum.
1: Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast. Many ways, I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Tears. Tears, tears. tears. Strength. Strength. I'm like, I run. She's like, yeah. everyone runs. I'm like, but does everyone go to Next. the Olympics? <laughs> They're sitting there meditating, going, oh my god, I think I'm meditating. How like, do this is meditating? It's like <laughs> we had a Wu-Tang call. I was like, yo, Dylan, thanks for getting us in. Love it's it. knuckle
0: puck time. Yeah. It's like, it's <laughs> like, <it's> like,
1: <laughs> don't forget to subscribe and leave a
0: review caleb daniel welcome to the dylan friends podcast my friend it's an honor it's a pleasure yeah that's what it is yeah well, it's a pleasure to be here <laughs> too and an honor mate welcome to the show um this has been a long time in the making for me i know you probably haven't known that but eighty-seven, eighty-eight episodes now i reckon at about 20 i was like goals to
1: get on caleb daniel really well um that's pretty special for me because yeah 88 mm-hmm. in the making so happy days. Well, and some would say that as Chris Judd would say, everything is leading
0: up to the next moment, and this is it. Now, there's two reasons why I wanted to get you on. One, because you're my favourite player. I appreciate it. Is Thank that you. weird? No, nah, not at all. I'm I'm very honoured by that. Thank you. Well, I feel a bit nervous. <laughs> uh, you are definitely my favourite player, my friend, and I. I love the way you go about it. Um, always wanted to get you on the show just to just to pick your brain. And eventually, the show is called dylan Friends. So yep. I was hoping that we could officially put that today i'd love to yeah Thank you. that sounds great mate. fantastic um the other reason being we have some history we do now i know you listen to the show what i like to do when there is history is talk about when we first met okay. um do you mind if i oh, i'd love you to tell too. my yeah, story first? Through it. so 2015 it was yep you debuted for the western bulldogs you were the sub that game i was playing and i remember this so vividly i remember you know a young kid coming in with a helmet you know that wasn't normal back then um not that i've actually i used to wear a helmet too so that's why it really spiked and i had the same helmet as you really so yes. it resonated a little bit we'll get into that later all right but just this i was so clearly thinking you know that opposition meeting that week they're like oh, okay this young kid's coming in yep sweet become a sub so i was playing half backs. i was very into my scouting at this stage and um I remember you came on as a sub and Chris Yaron was there as the other half back at this stage. And I remember him going, yes, I'm taking this kid because, like, you know what it's like, first gamer. Yep. That's an yep. easy 30, 40 touches on oh, this first gamer. Spe- yeah, especially for re- Chris. Especially for Chris. Yeah. He was on you for about three minutes and then you handed over to me. Yep. After that, I think you racked up another 14 and kicked a goal in in a quarter? No, I played a half, so don't just sell yourself too short. So you, what I want to say is thank you, but also you sort of put the nail on my cuff on that
1: day i'm not sure about that <laughs> I, I i vividly remember actually i was um sitting on the sub and obviously you're very amped about you know potentially coming on and, yep. and having a game and one of the boys had back spasms at halftime so i, I did come on but i actually vividly remember you you were playing half back but you, you must have been getting quite high in, in the contest and i think you may have kicked a little left foot banana from the pocket i reckon and and i was like oh geez that that went through nicely and i, I don't know i reckon you gave it a little james heard over the i
0: can't remember it i can't you know, i don't know i'm, I'm sure if i remember that but nah. yeah
1: i now you say
0: it i do yeah, remember yeah, it yeah, like 100%. yeah it was pretty good i think it was me church and he just couldn't stay with me but yeah now that you bring it up i do yeah definitely do remember that james heard just over to the crowd yes, over the top yes yes yeah, uh so. thank you for bringing that up nah, no no worries. i really did yeah. you would but i do remember that uh so vividly man and i remember in all honesty, we're joking around, but I remember thinking, fuck, like, here's this kid who's come in. I knew nothing about you at that stage, but I knew that it hadn't been an easy road to get to where you were. And I just had nothing but respect. And I was like, fuck, like, he's come in, he's done it the
1: hard way. But, like, I knew from then, I was like, I want to know this guy because he just doesn't give a fuck, sort of thing. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I reckon, you know, you come into the system and you're probably nervous about guys that you're playing on and guys that, you know, they're going to bash you and different things like that, especially being a first-year player and someone who's quite a fair bit shorter and smaller than than a lot of players. But, you know, I didn't quite have that in my first game. Like, I had, you know, you actually, like, said, well done, like, congratulations on your debut, and so did Chris Yaron and, and stuff like that. And then um was able to play okay, yeah, like, and we got the win, which was nice. But, yeah, you just sort of – you have that highly anticipated – sort of moment and, and week that you're gonna you know go out there and there's big men that are gonna bash you and stuff like that you're a 19 18 year old kid so um to have that sort of nice sort of feeling um yeah. it was pretty special so i've definitely played a role in the success in your career 100 percent. yeah <laughs> <laughs> a special words yeah
0: it's a, man it's a funny point you bring up because i remember like just you know going back to that stage of debuting in afl and you think these things and like I remember my first game I played, you know when you're like your kid, you have heroes, and you're like, oh my god, like this guy, like I love him so much. Yeah. And I remember my first game playing against Geelong. I won't name the guys, but like, I just loved them so much. And then after I played him, I was like, I oh, fucking why yeah. are you so mean yeah, to me, man? Guys like that assholes. was really like yeah, that yeah. really hurt. Like if they, you know, were, they I loved would have been you. a ruthless situation. I, was like, for... I really loved you. Like yeah. I watched
1: you like win grand finals. I supported you, and now you were like bullying me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I can understand that as well, and. Um, you know, I don't think you ever want to be that player, but when you have that sort of what Geelong would have been pretty handy you at need that stage, hands, yeah, yeah, and you need to have that sort of persona that you like—you don't give a fuck and yeah, you're, you're cool with just yeah doing whatever is going to get you to win. So, yeah, I suppose having that but also being a good bloke mm. and, you know, giving kids credit when they come up and they're playing all right or they have a their first game is always a nice thing. 100%. If you go back, you look back now, is there any like – guys that sort of
0: stand out your memories that you you know you had looked at and then you've come up and played against them and just given you like again it's harmless this banter because it's, it's a part of the game it's fun you know it's competitiveness it's
1: whatnot but does anything stand out of guys who were slagging in your early days uh yeah i probably had geelong as well i suppose <laughs> um it was probably one of my first you know five games something like that and um i went to i went to soccer ball i vividly remember it as well i went to soccer ball instead of Um, picking it up and just handballing it and I think I had a fresh airy and James (laughs) Kelly was running the other way and he pretty much told me I was the weakest bloke to play (laughs) AFL footy ever so um, and that took me back and um, yeah to hear that like you've obviously he's played 300 games. Yeah you take it to heart. Yeah and you can't (laughs) not like yeah you're such a young kid so naive to it all and um, yeah so I was like wow but um, and then the next year he was playing for Essendon and he actually Came up and had a chat yeah, and was being course. a good bloke. And, yeah, yeah it's just, like, that completely different sort of contrasting behaviour. But, yeah, they were ruthless and so good for the time. So, yeah, it was amazing to, like, have that, you know, you are the weakest bloke that has ever played. Yeah, and, and you have to think that, it. Yeah, your yeah. verbal barrage. And then you're like, I've actually had, like, a few hardball gets Didn't you see me before? Yeah, like, that was, yeah I picked the ball up in yeah. front of someone. <laughs> like, they were there. Um, oh, but, but, yeah, so... That's probably the one that's really stuck stuck yeah. with
0: me. I still, one haunts me. Um, oh, Brendan got out one day and Ripper guy since, like I've met him a few times, but like, yeah. he was just saying some things to me that like I'd never heard before. Yeah, and I was right. like, that's quite hurtful. <laughs> yeah. um, not sure yeah. what I've done to yeah. you, but like, thank you. for I've that. But I can't talk. You you know, I my, literally, it yeah. was quite similar. Sometimes you get caught up and you say some things you regret, uh, which of course. you would do. Um, mate, let's go back, I suppose, uh, from what you've done now as i said mate like it's it's incredible all australian premiership player not even halfway through your career and i know that sometimes when you're playing it's hard to reflect and even if you do that but going back to literally as a young kid and i don't know the story of how you got picked up i know you picked up in the 50s but you'd sort of won the mvp of that carnival talk me through i suppose as a growing up playing footy was the height factor something that was always there from an early age was it you know a setback was it something you
1: actually believed in and then you got over um yeah i suppose i probably you know i was always a small kid like growing up um yeah from the age of five or six through to now pretty much so um that you get used to and and that sort of stuff and i was never going to be blessed with being too tall my dad's five seven and mum's pushing five foot so um yeah i was never going to be blessed with too much height but I suppose it is, it's always saying that, I suppose when you're a kid, you try and, or you tend to look at stuff that you you don't have mm. rather than um, what you do. And I suppose, yeah, like growing up, you do sort of feel like a little bit strange. You're always the number one, because that's the smallest jersey, you know, you're always going up through the ranks and being the shortest kid. And, you know, what if, you know, he was 10, 10 centimetres tall or, or whatnot. So, um, yeah, I suppose it plays a factor. Throughout all of your, your junior career and, and stuff like that but I think um, I was lucky enough for for myself being able to play a lot of footy at um, a younger age with men and mm-hmm. against men and um, you know I played Sample footy when I was 16 and I got South Adelaide Footy Club to thank for that like they really just promoted me I would, yeah played a couple of under 18s games and they threw me in the reserves and and went okay there and then they played me in the league and um, yeah, I got a lot to, to thank them for just being able to have a pre-season with men, you know, play against men and, and different things like that. So I think that really held me in good stead. And I think it's a little bit unfortunate, some footy clubs and I think in the VFL program, it is there's a lot of AFL listed players, obviously, and, and that sort of stuff. And then there's TAC Cup. And But I think as soon as you can get exposed and you can, you know, find yourself playing against mm. men, it, it really... Helps your development um, coming through the ranks. So yeah, I was fortunate enough to be able to do that and play some state footy. I, I you know, got picked under twelves and then under sixteens. And I, I, didn't play too much in the under sixteens. We had a head coach, Daryl Hart, who was really about you know big boys and big inside midfielders yeah. and and that sort of stuff. And shout out to him. Yeah, shout out, <laughs> mate. Yeah, thanks. You almost ruined my career, but nah, I'm only kidding. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of guys there that you know were six foot three at the time and 16 year old kids and I was yeah probably pushing five foot like tiny Um, but yeah and then you know had that sort of setback I only played I think a game and maybe a half in that carnival and then uh, missed out in the first trial of under 18s um, when I was 17 and they sort of said like um, yeah you haven't really you know you're too short and and whatnot and um, you probably won't be able to hack it with the big guys in the under 18s who are getting drafted and things like that so um, yeah and then was able to play in my last year of under 18s. And we actually won it as South Australia, which I was pretty stoked about. And um, yeah, from there I just sort of got drafted and yeah, it's been a good ride since then. So that, that carnival, were you MVP of that carnival? No, 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 definitely not. I only played three games. Okay, so in under 18s? In the under 18s, yeah. Right. So I think Christian Petrarca right. was the MVP of that, which he deservedly was, but I actually had an ankle reconstruction sort of at the start of my draft year. Um, which put me out for sort of 12 weeks um, which is really disappointing obviously being a young kid going mm. through you know surgery and rehab and all that sort of stuff and you are like really nervous about that draft year and you want to play well you know myself obviously I wasn't you know a top 10 pick or, or anything by any means like if I was going to go I thought maybe the rookie draft mm. at best but you know put your best foot forward and to like have an injury and come back and you're not even in the top leagues yeah it's pretty sort of daunting but like I said, for South Adelaide, they I had one week in the reserves after I came back, and then they put, threw me in the league side, yeah, which geez. I was yeah, which I was stoked with, and yeah, and then I played some state footy as well. Do you think
0: with that, like I've always had this sort of thought, like on reflection of my sort of career and something I've learnt through just reflection, I suppose, like as a kid, you know, I was sort of I, I didn't have an easy run, but like I probably. It was just a traditional run like i was like fuck, you know like i probably was pretty confident i'd get picked up like yep. being father son you sort of know that there's things coming yeah yeah and then i got there and i just thought it was going to work out like that you know things would just happen but i suppose like something where you know i think you would have got a lot of your grip from i'm, I'm assuming this but it's your point uh your story to tell is do you think like those setbacks early and like people telling you no 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 that has sort of like forge some form of like mentality where you just can't be told no
1: yeah I suppose so I think there's a lot of a lot of guys that um yeah probably have not necessarily like setbacks and and different things like that but they may have you know people saying no and um like why would you think that which I think is ridiculous and shitty to tell a kid that he can't you know pursue his dream and actually Mm. make it so regardless of what it is but um you know there are like people like that you know tall poppy syndrome and things like that you're going all right and yeah people always bring you down and stuff like that so I think there's always going to be that sort of internal drive to to prove people wrong and and that sort of stuff but yeah the little setbacks probably do they like do make you hungrier mm-hmm. and um I just know once I got drafted like the footy club was massive at just saying it doesn't matter if you're number one or you know number 200 or or whatever the draft goes to it you're there and yeah. um you have a crack and see how you go pretty much and yeah i was able to do that pretty much from day dot i know you're a big fan of um basketball
0: yeah the michael jordan documentary you loved yeah i loved it do you draw resemblance from that you know this is really looking in depth of things but i have a deep thinker yep michael jordan gets like cut from his like teams and draws reflections of like you know if he didn't get cut from them maybe he wouldn't have done
1: what he's done is that do you sort of take some resemblance out of that too Oh, if I could be half the player he was, I'd be I'd be happy. But no, I I suppose yeah, like he is, you know, he was a young kid and got cut, and he did just go out there and sort of say fuck you to mm. to the coach who cut him, and and then comes out and is the best player ever. Mm. So I suppose there is probably that. But yeah, he's a he's a really ruthless, really ruthless yeah. winner, and um, I don't think I've got that necessarily. But yeah, I think having those sort of setbacks and having um, yeah people say no or you know naysayers and and doubters it really does drive you a fair bit to, yeah. to get you know what you want out of yourself 100 percent. going um
0: draft day so you thought maybe rookie at best um you end up getting picked up to the dogs what was that like did you have any discussion with clubs was anything sort of set in stone anything guaranteed no
1: nah, definitely not guaranteed there was a few clubs um you know how it is you have a couple of interviews and or well, you might not no, you know, I just that had one yeah <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> uh, you have a couple of interviews and um, and like some forms and stuff that you sign and and like, yeah, just they want to know what you're about, some surveys and that sort of jazz. But um, there was a lot of clubs that weren't interested at all and um, I got invited to the National Combine, so that was good and, and I ran a good beat test. Um, so I think that sort of helped me out a fair bit. Um, but, yeah, the, the doggies, they actually were the last ones to come and knock on the door and um actually had a huge dog at the time and he was pretty aggressive and he, he made the selectors shit themselves when they <laughs> came to the door he jumped and barked and you can ask our now ceo meet baines but yeah he um he had a fright but yeah i think draft day i i tried to keep it pretty chilled yeah i had a lot i had family over um I actually went to a mate's and just had a swim and, and cruised around. Um, and then yeah, had, had family come for the, the night and we actually didn't have Foxtel. So I couldn't watch it. And we tried to stream it, um, on, on my sister's laptop, but yeah, for some reason it just kept replaying the top 20. Um, and obviously I wasn't a part of it. So I'm like, fuck this, let's turn this <laughs> off. So yeah, switched it off. Got sick of seeing bloody Patty McCartan and that, um, turned it off and just had the radio going and it just by chance sort of there was a breaking conversation at the family and you know they read out like play number whatever I was and then Caleb Daniel oh. um South Adelaide Football Club and like family went crazy and um I didn't know who I went to so oh really yeah for probably 10 15 minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so I was just stoked and mum's sitting there crying I'm like don't cry because you are going to make me cry and dad's just wrapped and then yeah just jumped on the on the laptop um, <laughs> that we weren't able to bloody tune into. Um, yeah, and we just saw that it was like pick 46. How good that? Uh, Daniel, so to the doggies, which was, yeah, blessing. Very exciting. Um, so that was, just to get my dates
0: right, that was the 2014 draft. Yeah. Was it? So your first year was 2015. Yeah. We meet. Yep. Play. Play. Fast forward, 2016, you're winning a premiership at the end of that year. Yeah, when
1: you got to the doggies, like they weren't that good. No, were we, they? No, we mm. actually they had sort of one of the worst off seasons I think of history. They, yeah. you know, the captain left, um, Ryan Griffin. He went to GWS, and and the coach Brendan McCartney he he left as well. So they did have yeah a pretty average sort of off season, and um, Bevo came in, and from from what I've heard, it was sort of him that really pushed the selectors to have a look at me, um, yeah. probably being someone who's of a shorter stature yeah. I, I guess it's um yeah it's really helpful for my game and and that sort of stuff to, to have someone who knows what it's like being a short short he'd, player he's so, claiming that so hard now oh, i don't know if he is <laughs> he's probably trying to keep that on the down low so maybe edit that out no. yeah, definitely, <laughs> would. definitely but yeah so they had a they had a pretty average um offseason so they and they weren't too flash i think they finished the 13th or 14th or something like that in 2014 and then yeah Flew through to twenty fifteen and um, we came seventh, I think, and played Adelaide, and they knocked us off in an in elimination final. Um, and I came on as a sub. Then I, I think I played ten games and probably eight as a sub that year. So I was pretty glad they got rid of that. <laughs> that um, scenario
0: then. So at the end of twenty fifteen, what was like said at the end of that year was there anything really set out does anything stand out to be like this is what's going to happen next year or
1: was it purely like you got back and momentum sort of shifted uh well we really we had a lot of opportunities against Adelaide to to really play and play and win sorry and um you know that was probably the year that a lot of guys thought that we were a big chance you know we had Bob we had Matty Boyd running around we had a few old elder statesmen that were in really good nick and and having you know really good really good years and we had guys kicking goals string i think tori dixon they both kicked 50 mm. um so yeah like we had we had a really good year and um yeah we're unfortunate we, we didn't make out the most of adelaide i guess in the elimination final and we actually sat down and watched the whole game on the first day back um in review so every mistake was written down i think it was about a four or five hour meeting okay. um so that was pretty hectic and i think just from then on it was just more like you know let's put that behind us and we did create so many opportunities to to be got the team that was really flying at the time and um yeah so I think it was just from then on you just really worked your ass off to to play in the 2016 team and yeah was able to do that 2016
0: was you know like obviously I wasn't involved with the club but it's it is such a is it poetic? I think it is. I think it's mm-hmm. a good yeah, word. It was pretty that. romantic. I yeah. think that was the word I was looking nice. for. Romantic. Uh, poet. <laughs> that whole lead up, you know, like you had just made finals. You were eighth? Yeah, seventh, I think. Seventh. You yeah. You've had to, like, not many teams I don't think had ever actually won from there. Maybe one. Hmm. What are your memories of that first final series, I suppose? Because I remember there was a big part, I think, that really helped you was having the week off before finals. Like, didn't. You guys had, like, a lot of injuries going into that first West Coast final
1: yeah we we had a heap um a couple of like we had a really shit month leading up to it so i think we versed st kilda and um mitch wallace broke his leg in half Mm -hmm. like jack redpath did his knee i think we had 17 on the field i think through that and then next week like that was a pretty sort of emotional day for everyone um you heard mitch sort of still cowering like sort of he's snapped his leg in half as we're walking down the race and you can hear it and we're going through our meeting and you can hear it in the background and things like that and I think that sort of helped us drive it a little mm. bit um and then we I think we went to Geelong and at Geelong on a Friday night and Libby did his ankle Jackson McRae tore his hammy like pretty badly and we were down to yeah 2018 men whatever it was and then I reckon we had another game Fremantle we lost we got yeah pants and then yeah the week off and um libero had had surgery jacko was was going well with his hammy so um those two guys were able to come back for that for that final which was huge and there was no sort of certainties around how they'd go but um for them to come and play was, was amazing but i just remember the being in the rooms at um subiaco and just sort of looking around and being like how good this like um this is amazing and to be honest like it sounds super strange but i think being in a change room sometimes you can just feel like there's no way that we're gonna lose Mm. and you just had that like which is weird it's eerie but you just had that confidence that you were just like if we play as good as we can there's no way that they're gonna they're gonna beat us and we came out and played really well and from i think yeah the moment that siren sounded against west coast and we'd won it was almost like why can't we Mm. why can't we do that it doesn't matter if we're 7th or 8th or whatever it is we yeah we're a big chance it's huge it's yeah like you get I get goosebumps even thinking about
0: it like I've been lucky enough to be a part of a team I wasn't playing obviously but I was a part of a team that was going for a grand final tilt yeah like even being a part of it you know as corny as it sounds you do feel like everyone's in on it like you're in the journey even if you're not playing you're so happy for the boys that are and I suppose what I'm getting at here is I remember with the Giants there was like a real theme of like the final series like going into it it was built around um it was actually i can't even really think about what it was called but it was built around this like chinese methodology it sounds so strange yeah, right. of like it's like a vase yep and you drop the vase and the vase breaks but what happens is when you build the vase back up it actually strengthens the vase yeah so yeah. it's a lot more inspiring than i'm, I'm yeah, telling yeah, you yeah, yeah. but gotcha. i'll try and find the video of what it was but it was really yeah. cool and basically it was saying the same thing. You know, like We've had so many people fall down, but when we come back, it keeps bonding and we're stronger and stronger. And that was like sort of like the theme throughout the final series. Yeah. Does anything sort of stand out? Like, did you guys have anything like that? Or was it more just the momentum of those
1: wins? I think it was just, yeah, the momentum and guys, sort of some of the stuff that guys were going through to, to get and play. Mm. And like Lin Jong snapped his collarbone in the, in the West Coast game and then, yeah, like played the week after in a VFL premiership um which is like honestly ridiculous and um taped the wrong shoulder and that really was fooled the everyone. biggest so, boss move yeah, I've ever yeah, seen yeah, so yeah you explain that but
0: he he broke his collarbone playing the vfl grand final yeah and obviously team's going to try and target that so he's yeah. take the other
1: shoulder yeah it's um i'm actually really close with alex neil bullen who plays for melbourne and um i was sitting in the box and they were all running out and he'd obviously got you know told to, to get stuck into him and um I was like, I hope he plays really well today, like hopefully we win, but I hope Nibbler goes well and um and then he ran up and started whacking Jong-, and mm. I had no idea that he'd take the wrong shoulder. That's so good. yeah, and that's I was so like, "You no, fucking prick, and then there was an all in sort of thing, and you know, remonstration and stuff, and Jongey was actually acting like yeah it's like, he's oh, like, oh, oh. God, that really hurt, like <laughs> ro- like wrong shoulder, and then he's taken marks. he actually won the best on ground, but that that's yeah, like, and that's why with that game as well like I love um, Lin John and like what he's done but imagine if he actually got the chance to then playing the, the granny as well and well yeah he put back. his best foot forward and, and unfortunately like he hurt himself against West Coast and, and that stuff but like oh yeah cause some, he did come back yeah yeah. but some of it's like amazing so yeah he um, yeah he did whatever he could. So yeah, I think it was just stuff like that. Like he's broken his collarbone, he's come back a week later, like Libba like I said, had angle surgery, is supposed to miss ten weeks, missed four, or something. Jacko like a decent hammy, like missed two weeks. You know, guys are playing with busted backs, like Moz had a broken back or yeah, something like tough. that. Um, you know, a few guys had pop shoulders that they needed full recos on at the end of the year and that sort of stuff sort of happens, but yeah, it still takes a bit of courage to, to play through. It, it is a common thread I think of like teams that win flags.
0: It's like using those negatives and like powering them into like a positive somehow. And like, you know, it's sort of like that us against the world mentality, yeah, I think. Absolutely. By the way, Kinsugi. Kinsugi. That's what that was called. Oh, okay. The precious well art um, of scars. So nice, I'm nice. sure you looked that up. Did so you just Google it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so going in, you've you beat West Coast who was next?
1: Uh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne,
0: after that. GWS, so that was the game I
1: was
0: talking about. Yeah. Okay. So that game, I feel like that game was
1: nearly the grand final in itself. Yeah. Well, there's all like that's probably added to the rivalry, but there always there's always been sort of ever since I've come to the football club, there's been that you know, GWS Western Bulldogs. It's such a you know everyone hates everyone and and that sort of stuff. And um, yes, not everyone hates everyone, but there is that fierce competition. I think both teams really step up to play and um it is hard, combative and that's exactly what you want in a final mm. series and um yeah, like Clay Smith in that game, oh, inspirational. Yeah. Like he, he's one of his closest friends passed away that week and he kicked four and had thirty I think and <laughs>
0: Relationship. I'm not breaking any secrets here because I think mm. you're quite well aware of it. But yeah. there is some serious hate there. Like, yeah. it's not nothing... Well, it actually might be personal. I'm not sure. But <laughs> they're, they're really... I, I honestly think it's one of the best modern-day rivalries um, in the game yeah. because as you look at it, like, there was that big final before there was a situation, I know, with with um, Bont, um, I think, cleaning up Hainsey. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think that was meant to hurt him as much as it did but there's just been a lot of things that just keep you know like coming up and it it just happens toby green nearly nook took your head off i think he kicked in
1: the face as well accidentally yeah um but yeah there's just a lot of things that sort of keep happening yeah i think it just sort of sparked i think we were both really really young teams and um I think GWS were really young in the league as well and they were trying to sort of establish themselves and they'd caught I think they got a couple of wins or their first win or something against us um, potentially and obviously we like you don't want to be the first team to lose to a team in mm-hmm. history so um, we probably took that a little bit personally and then yeah it sort of elevated when um, yeah certain things happened throughout different games and yeah it's not just been you know one off one off yeah. instance and and stuff like that I think you know before I got there it was Gia's last game and, and a few of the GWS boys went after him and, you know, verbals and things like that. And, you know, he's a 30-plus-year-old guy and um, he's played 250 games. So, yeah, I think our club sort of felt like there was a little bit of disrespect and, um, mm. yeah, there's always that heated sort of moments yeah. in there. And,
0: it's good for the game. Like, it really is. But, I think, yeah, it, it just doesn't – and it, not that it's about public people knowing this, but I think, you know, for example – Carlton collingwood these richmond essendon they're historically big yeah um rivalries but i know for a fact that this i i honestly think it's one of the biggest rivalries in the game um which i'm really excited about and i know i'm penciled in this year for that game coming up for sure because it's just no matter where that team is on a ladder it's going to be a good one yeah absolutely uh which is very exciting so um you knock that game off which is one of the that's Again, I make up a lot of things, but I'm pretty sure that people have said that could be one of the best games in the modern era. Yep. Confirmed? Confirmed. You played a massive... You kicked the... No, nah, I didn't kick the winner. No, not the winner, but you kicked the one to... I cool think... Even? I think, uh,
1: it was just on three-quarter time. So yeah. um, I'm not going to say that I won it for us, but we, made it, we may have got momentum from that. It was a huge play. <laughs> it was a massive nah, play. We, yeah, we and we came out to... I think everyone came out to play, especially you know, there was a lot of errors and, and different things like that, just purely from the heat on the footy and, mm. and the contest at the time. So, um, yeah, and we kicked, kicked away in the last, had a couple of goals. And I think they came back and maybe came within three points. Wow. And I think, yeah, we got a mark, like, right on the siren or right, you know, 40 seconds to go or something like that and, and had a shot. And, um, yeah, it was a very special, very special day. Fast forward the week later, you're in your second year playing in an AFL grand final what's that like um yeah amazing i yeah it was very obviously fortunate to to be able to play in it um and yeah play play a big role and and be able to you know go there and i suppose i had actually donuts in the first quarter so i had zero yeah did you really yeah so fun fact there if that that ever comes into the decoy running uh nah that was (laughs) not my plan running around like a headless chook i think so in um, serious
0: though because like sorry to cut you off there but like that was something that really affected me when I was playing. Like, if I didn't have a touch in the first quarter, I'd nearly be like, "Fuck this, yeah, day's done." I was, and I know yeah. that's a shit way to think, but it, especially on a grand final day, what was
1: going through your head? Oh, mate, there was plenty. Yeah. Um, I was un- like, I was unfortunate. I started on the bench. Um, obviously, in the granny, there's a lot of heat, a lot of tackles. So I didn't get on until probably a ten minute mark, and there was a lot more rotations in those days. So um, I came back off on I think the twenty minute mark and you, without and stayed off. Yeah, without yeah. having a touch, I had one knock on actually. So okay, that's that almost yeah almost <laughs> um didn't count for the stats so I was the one with zero at, at quarter time and um yeah so but yeah to the coach's credit and stuff like that um you know they actually said to me like you keep working your ass off things will turn yeah and it's not you know it's not all about touches and and stuff like that I know growing up as a kid you like, want to have thirty in this granny and kick five you know um but it is like there's a lot of selflessness that goes into playing. A team sport and, and that's what we all love about it so um yeah special day and you know playing sydney buddy franklin um the likes of yeah josh kennedy luke parker and stuff mm. like that um was yeah super special and just to share that moment you know we had bob who, who missed the granny because he did his knee but to share that moment with Matty boyd and dale morris who have you know maddie boyd's played 300 or close to and moz 250 and um yeah, to be able to share that with them was was extremely special, and and guys that weren't a part of the actual mm. team like like Gia, um, guys that had been stalwarts of the club for for so long, um, without having any success with we sixty two years between flags, so um, there was plenty of them. Yeah, man, it's it was you know for even just
0: to someone who supports footy. I remember that day. It was just like it was huge, it was yeah, so big. Was it fifty six years, yeah, yeah, years? Yeah, yeah, fifty six years without winning a flag. And yeah. it's funny how everyone loves the underdog until the underdog actually becomes good. Yeah. You know, like, it, yeah. was, it was funny. Like, I was like, yeah, I, you know, I like the dogs. This is before I was at the Giants. I like, I like <laughs> the dogs, they're cool. And then you won. I was like, oh, I fucking don't really like yeah. them anymore. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, pretty cocky. We were everyone's yeah. second, <laughs>
1: second team for so long. Yeah. Then, yeah, now,
0: who knows? Because I just do love grand finals. I actually was at the game. Yep. Does anything, and for anyone who's ever been to a grand final, this might sound so stupid, but when you're there actually watching it, and I was lucky enough to sort of be quite close to the ground. It it really is yes, it's loud, but you can still actually hear things going on. Like I was watching it just as a fan, like pure yeah. fan. I think I'd been to listen that year anyway, so I was literally there as a fan. I've been having a few, <laughs> few beers as well. And I was so close and I could literally hear things like feeling like I was at a local footy game. Yep. What stands out to you like is there moments? I suppose the game's always a blue any game you play, but is there, like, specific moments or things someone said to you throughout the game that really stand out and you think, like, fuck,
1: you know, we might actually have it here, or is there a moment you thought, you know, might go the other way? Or um, Yeah, there's probably plenty of moments both ways, I think. Um, obviously, like, that Dale Morris tackle mm-hmm. and the Tom Boyd kicking it from 70, like... That's pretty special yeah regardless and i think he was cramping at the time and just got up and wheeled himself like moz um tommy bought just his game that day was was so special um because he'd had that sort of you know number one and hasn't lived up to his reputation and all that sort of bullshit that that comes with sort of media and yeah scrutiny i suppose on him to have that day on the biggest stage um was super special and i think just his game mm. the presence like he's 200 centimeter giant like, boy. yeah so it's just to have that presence at center half forward was was awesome but i think there was probably sort of a few moments that i don't know if it goes unnoticed but like Shane biggs yeah 150 yeah never, 150, forget. Yeah, never yeah. forget the 150 efforts on the wing was pretty special and, and then pick and finished yeah but i don't think he got a, he might not have even got a start for that no um so like i said lots of lots of selfless sort yeah. of stuff but <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah like that that was crazy and i think one of the boys i was actually like when the siren went like we were having a shot for goal and i was like set up set up like there's no like we're, we don't know how long's left and one of the boys was like mate, there's 10 seconds left oh and someone, someone had a shot and then we were setting up and they bringing out the kick out and yeah the siren went so that was pretty yeah pretty surreal i suppose what happens after a grand final heaps
0: <laughs> what do you what do you do like do you head you head back to I know I think it's the next day
1: you head back to the club or something yeah but like what did you just do after that oh well that day is unbelievable like you yeah. you win it if you win it I'm yeah. not, I don't know about losing it yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, don't I don't can't experience as,
0: as enjoyable yeah
1: but like unbelievable sort of you do your lap and you get your medal and stuff and that's pretty special but um, I think just going into the rooms where it's just your support staff your teammates your coaching like everyone and you sing the song there's a cup there and um, you're pouring beers into the cup mm-hmm. like um, best slash worst drink I've ever had champagne mixed with mixed with Carlton Draft I think so or crownies maybe so they're never too good but we like bloke in a bar year it would have been really good yeah it would have been great then but yeah so that and we probably sat in the room for sort of two hours <laughs> just still in our clothes like game kit and um yeah and then you go out and do like a little parade thing and there's people singing and that sort of stuff and yeah, say good day to the fans and you do a you have to go to Crown and um have a dinner and and stuff like that, get presented and then the rest of the night's a bit of a blur and then (laughs) the next morning you're at the footy club. Um, and it was amazing because there was probably 30 I think there was 30,000 or something at um, our home ground at Witten Oval so um, yeah name gets called out and you sort of walk out and you're on sort of a podium for the fans and they're going crazy and yeah unbelievable and then we just went went to a local pub that sort of sponsors us and um, had all that was a pretty special day had all like the old players and um, your family and yeah support staff and stuff like that so that was yeah that was awesome and being able like like you said, it was my second year playing, so not to say that it didn't mean as much to me because it, it meant the world to me, but there's guys, like, I just remember giving my like, my medal to Gia just mm. so he could wear it, and oh, he's like, nah, 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 and then sort of he's tearing up, and it's, like, making me sort of yeah. emotional, and then, like, Lindsay Gilby's there and different, you know, guys that have played 300 games for the club that, you know, it was just special to see them have the enjoyment for me. That's unreal, man. Yeah. yeah no, I can... I can only imagine what that feeling would be like, but
0: yeah, there's nothing but, I think just like jealousy of, of that, you know,
1: and I think once you have one, you just want another. Yeah, it is. It's usually like that. And unfortunately for us, like we just haven't been able to string it all together at, the, this at one time. Hopefully, year, yeah. We're 2021 going for it. I'm feeling it. Fast forward, I suppose, what's transpired
0: since then, been playing some awesome footy, Mate, all Australian, BNF winner.
1: I'm not surprised. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a huge surprise and obviously pretty humbling just, yeah, to be recognized as sort of one of the elite players of the competition, but um, especially sort of in a new role that is sort of foreign to, to myself and, and just being able to pick that up um, sort of as quickly as I have been able to has been um, really special and, you know, it would make it even more special just team success and, and that yeah. sort of stuff. I suppose like i love talking about mentality and like going into
0: games thinking about things like is there something that you do that you can share with us that you think makes you a good player Uh, like mentally? mentally yeah like is it just is it just like momentum or like you know like as we said earlier like you're not blessed with um height or or like um a massive leap or anything like you realistically like you're a small player you've got an elite foot skills but that's not a talent that's hard work yeah is it just like is it just your mindset of just being, as we said earlier, like that never say, like never give up attitude? Is it something you've picked up along the way that someone's given you advice on?
1: Or is there anything sort of stand out? Um, Yeah, I suppose it's probably, um, you know, knowing that you've done the work, like never leave anything to chance, I Mm -hmm. suppose. And knowing you go out, you do the pre-season work, you don't miss a session, you don't, you know, miss anything. You, You know that you've done it and you know that, that's going to hold you in good stead regardless. And I think it's probably uh, being just free, like being a free spirited guy mm. and um, whether that be playing footy and trying to hit a kick that, you know, probably isn't there. Yeah. Um, sometimes you get fucking tout on, but that's footy and like that's what we all play it for, just to go out there and enjoy yourself, I suppose. So being able to do that and sort of being present at the time, like if you miss a kick and – it results in a goal the other way like who really cares yeah like it is gonna like it's gonna come up in your review but if you move on to the next one and do something good with the next possession or next thing that you do it's it's pretty it's forgotten pretty quickly so i I love that man because i think for me
0: like i always joke about this like
1: in the 45
0: and shit but it it honestly did give me nightmares yeah because like i was so paranoid about it and i thought well if i if i fuck this then i will never get a game again whereas i speak to someone like yourself and someone like sam doherty for example who He's so strong in his mind with, he knows he's good. He knows he's a good kick. And even if a coach sprays him, because I asked him about this one day, I was like, how do you just keep moving on? He goes, man, at the end of the day, like, I know that I can hit this. I know I'm a good player. So like, why well, the fuck would I listen to a coach?
1: Yeah. Well, it's all, it, it is almost like that. But, yeah. but, like, it's not like that. Yeah, but <laughs> but
0: all, It is, isn't it? Like, you have to life. just back,
1: yeah. you have to just know, like, this is what makes me good. Even if I get sprayed for it, I'm in the team to do this. Yeah, and there's like, yeah, we have a big philosophy at the at the footy club. It's like, what now? Like, regardless, you know, you've done something awesome. You've kicked a banana from the pocket on your left. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, um, <laughs> giving a high five to the supporters over the shoulder. But, um, but like, what's what's now? Like, what's next? You know, you could do something awesome, or you could do something shit out. Mm. It's, you know, what's actually going to happen to bring your team to, to being really good. So I suppose that's been instilled from the footy club. And um, we got a really great coaching staff that is like, you know, you play to your strengths. Like if it is, you know, take the game on, JJ, take the game on with yeah. your run. If you get run down, like, oh, well, we'll wear it sort of thing. Mm. If you miss a kick, we'll wear it. And I think that's that's a great mentality to have for, for anyone. Yeah, man, I
0: think it's a, it's, it's a great mentality to have, like not, you know, I know there's a lot of people that have been traumatised by like, you know, coaching, getting overcoached and these sort of things. Yeah. But even when I got to um the Giants as well, Leon was quite the same, like and don't get me wrong, if you don't have the skills, he's not gonna tell you to wheel into the corridor and hit a forty five. Oh absolutely but like, yeah. guys like yourself, Lockie Whitfield, you know, I just sit back sometimes and be like, Oh my god, like how did you just do it? he's just like wheels from half back on his left and we'll just put it in the middle of the ground. Yeah, he'd and he'd be up there with the yeah, best kick in the combo. Yeah and I was yeah. just like, Wow that's like pretty cool and i think as a looking back now i just wish and to anyone listening
1: out there i think it's just a massive thing to be like just fucking back yourself in that's it like just yeah like know that you're you're here for a reason like you're playing the game or you're doing it for a reason so you know like you said if you don't have the skills like there's probably not too many ruckmen who are going to back themselves to 45 meter 45 into the corridor but probably don't do it i'm probably not backing myself to take a hanger on or a big pack mark so I probably don't go for him, but yeah like you're in there to do what you're good you're good at and what you're drafted for so mm. just back yourself I like it I really like it um fast forward now man the doggies uh
0: western bulldogs I really like the western bulldogs because I feel like it's just a really cool bunch of guys like real swaggy you yeah know, just like young guys quite hip yeah 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 a lot a of tattoos
1: bit. couple cool cool style yeah. what, what's it like being at the doggies yeah, it's pretty good. Like I said, we're we're a really young group, so um, it is like it's pretty pretty special to be around. I suppose like I'm 24 and like I'm in the oldest sort of yeah. echelon of players, so that's kind of strange for me personally. But um, yeah, lots of lots of style and um, just energy. Like everyone brings their own sort of personality and, and energy to the club, which is awesome because yeah, if you have a mix of personalities and and different. Yeah, people. It's it's just such a good environment to be around. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. What is what would you say your style is? Like, I love your style, and that's actually probably another thing that we were chatting about earlier in our in our friendship. Now we're like really good friends. Early days we were enemies, acquaintances, acquaintances, <laughs> and now we're really good friends. But in that acquaintance uh, to friendship model, yeah, uh, we're talking a lot about shoes. Yes, and. Both massive um, sneaker freakers, would you yeah. say? Um, what do you like to buy? What's your style? How do you get it? Is there someone that like you really base your clothing off,
1: or is it like that NBA sort of theme? Like, um, oh, I don't know. It's probably bits and pieces, pieces of both. I suppose um, there's a lot of guys at the footy club that are, that are big sneaker heads. I, I, Who's like, the sneaker man? Uh, well probably like patty lipinski tim english mm-hmm. tim english has tim like, english big tim yeah he's um he's got really high-end fashion wow yeah like amy leon door and wow yeah so he he really splurges as well so That's, um get stuck into him if if you want any yeah. um sort of yeah like so he goes he actually goes more the the fine dining yeah, yeah. He's, he's a real fine diner yeah. And, um yeah so he, he goes pretty hard and um he loves his sneakers and. As well as just sort of clothes, Paddy Lipinski, um, Joshy Dunkley starting to come through with a, a few nice little dunks. Wow. Um, yeah. But well, yeah, the Tim English yeah. one really... It's jumped out, yeah. I just wouldn't have picked him to be... He's into. actually, he's, I think he's trying to roll a new pair of sneakers every game this year. So we should have a little bleachers report kicks on his on his feet and also Paddy Lipinski's. Paddy Lipinski's a very handsome, yeah, guy. Yeah, he's he's uh, weird. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> um,
0: with the the sneaker stuff, I just want to break this down a bit because I talk about it a bit on the show. With um, to give people context who don't get shoes and like they don't understand the, the hype around it, I suppose. I love buying shoes, right? But they're very hard to get. So as you'd know, you know they do limited releases. You are trying to get these shoes um without a, a hookup yeah they're quite hard to get so i actually go on facebook marketplace all the time and buy my shoes off you know people selling them some random resell or like yeah. second hand or whatever i'm yep. a bit of a shoe dealer yep yep um how do you get yours yeah i'm like i'm i'll buy
1: them um you go on like grailed or something like that yeah or like, yep or like you just enter the raffles and stuff, you get the raffles and, yeah um i've been lucky i've won a couple um I've lost more than I've won, yeah. obviously, but yeah, you always take the L's. But yeah, there's guys like at the footy club. Um, I actually I've signed with Nike, so I'm, I'm pretty oh. lucky they, they set me up with a pair of S B Habibis. So they they retail for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm I can't I can't bring myself to on sell shoes. Oh you don't want to sell you don't you can't get rid of them? Nah, so if I'm if I'm getting them, I'm wearing them. Like, yeah, I'm the same. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't I, I can't keep them clean. Nah, you gotta yeah. wear them for yeah. sure. But I'll still, like, I'm um,
0: quite. Uh, I don't have a, a very uh, high budget for a lot of things, so I do like I'll be quite big on trading yeah. things. Like, yeah. I'll, like I'll get secondhand stuff and I trade it for other sneakers. Like, I'm a quite. Way to be. Yeah, I'm quite a uh, nifty yeah. in that um, savvy, aspect. Yeah. So savvy. That was what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, what's in the collection at the moment how many do you you have what's on the target are you sticking to Nike now that you're a Nike
1: man yeah I'll stick to stick to Nikes I think I think they bring the shoes that I like the most like there's the Yeezys and stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm not huge on them Mm -hmm. I I don't mind the 700s and stuff like that but um, more yeah more Nike but it's sort of a little bit unfortunate that I'm sort of such a small man that I can't quite like wear Jordans and and things like that because I'd love to but they just make me look ridiculous. Yeah, like I'm a clown. So you can only wear them if you're like over 200 centimetres. Like 100%. So, um, but yeah, at the moment, I've just got, I have I was lucky actually. Paddy Lipinski, he won a raffle for these um, waffle sakais, like oh. these, um, yeah, all white ones. So he won them, and I just sort of said, you know, I was looking for him. He won three. He had, he, got, he had two mates sent for him. Yeah, so he, him and two mates won, and, um, yeah, so I was like, oh, do you mind if I buy them off here? And I was like, you can sell them for retail. Like, yeah. I don't mind. But yeah. And he was like, no, nah, mate. Like, he just, so he, I paid him 250 bucks and he gave them to me. Well, that's
0: the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize with sneakers is if you win these raffles and um, you buy
1: shoes for 250 bucks, you can nearly on sell them for double the price. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's he, an investment. At the time, it was, I think they were selling for 800 Australian. Wow. 800 Australian. So, um, not like the most expensive but like still a decent amount of coin but he was nice enough to to give him to me for 250 so we love yeah 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 i'd liked him before i like him a bit
0: more yeah yeah uh mate caleb daniel outside footy what are you getting up to what's plans have you got anything in the works are you doing anything outside of footy have you got thought
1: about that process Uh, I thought about it a fair bit when I was a little bit younger, I suppose, and um, like sort of dabbled in some stuff that the AFLPA do um, and AFL Sports Ready. They do a business sort of Mm -hmm. program that sort of leads you into doing university and knocks off a couple of years of uni. So I did that um, for business and and I probably did two semesters at uni and hated it. It's tough, man. Yeah, so and it was just sort of mindless stuff and and that sort of stuff like i felt like kids that were 10 to 12 would be able to to do some of the assignments i um, I, I totally agree with that because they
0: could but then i still couldn't if you know what i mean like it's so easy yeah. but it's like i feel like university is obvious things but putting a name to obvious things
1: yeah well that's and like the the referencing and stuff i'm like I never quite understood the referencing, I'll one, be honest. I, one of our, I never knew how to get them, like, small. One of our assignments was literally, like, choose a, any store and tell us, like, what it would smell like, what music would play, <laughs> what lighting would happen, like, it was consumer management or something like that, and I'm like, I chose a candle store. I'm like, it's not going to smell like shit. Yeah, it's going smell good. It's going to smell pretty good. I get headaches not to I'm not going to have techno music playing, yeah. like or heavy metal I'm going to have some you know ambient sort of chilled stuff the lighting's going to be nice and dim like but you had to reference who sort of came up with that, and I'm like me when I was six years old and yeah. walked into a candle store. Like it wasn't, you know, that's the theory behind it. So that sort of frustrated me, and yeah. that was probably the last straw. So
0: no, I can understand the <laughs> the, the breakup with that. It, it is yeah. strange, but I, I do have massive admiration for people that can really sit out degrees, especially while they're working or playing footy, yep. because it is a really monotonous, 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 monotonous. monotonous not anyway it's whatever that is um process but yeah it's it's exciting i think we were chatting off air before about this whole like footy verse study thing sometimes like to be at the best you can be you actually have to just channel all your energy into one thing
1: yeah and i think that it works opposite ways for some people as well that they need to have the time away and get away fully from it yeah and just not have to think about it so i think that was probably one of the challenges in the hub last year that you know you were seeing the same people same 45 Mm. teammates every day you know it could be 10 p.m you're going down and getting your laundry and then walking back and seeing your coach or a teammate and sometimes you're just like i don't want to see you anymore yeah i'm done like i'm over it so i think yeah there's it works both ways some people really really need the full energy into it and some people need half their energy in something else and and that gets the best out of them so it's up to each other
0: definitely man. definitely agree with that this year, a little bit of a Bulldogs watch. I just want to talk about a tidbit. So I actually genuinely think it's going to be a very big year for the Dogs. Can you give us a couple of young guys that we might see
1: featuring throughout the year that are coming in or a red-hot insider trading tip? Uh, well, uh, there's obviously a lot of young talent like Baz, Baz Lenker, which pretty good. everyone knows about and he's, yeah, he's, he's pretty been pretty good. good for two years. But I think he's going to take his game. A whole another level, and he's doing stuff you know inside and outside that is pretty special. Um, Pedro Lipinski, which we've yeah. talked you know about his fashion, but his footy is pretty pretty handy as well. Um, Jamara Hagen, um, you know, like you can't rush a full forward to, yeah. to come and expect him to kick bags of five and stuff like that, but he's been really impressive in his work rate and, and different things like that. And I think another kid, Lockie McNeil, who, who played his first game, he just shows some real excitement and mm. um yeah he provides us with a lot of pace but um we're also really happy with anthony scott he's 25 year old bloke who's who's gone through you know vaffer and then vfl and and now he's playing afl and yeah he's come come in and you know he's got a really wise head on his shoulders mm. and um works his ass off for, for everyone
0: um anthony scott now i am 99 percent sure this is true but he is he from trinity yes yes so yep. anthony scott actually came up and played a game with the Niefel Giants as a top up player really and from the reports like they were like oh we're looking at this guy Anthony Scott yeah because um, Tony Scott he's mates with Adam Tomlinson yeah yeah so yeah. he was like coming up and playing with, with the Giants and I was like oh wow this is cool so this was have been three years ago hmm. he played with the Giants had a few games there you now played pretty well and then ended up coming back to Melbourne I think the next year he did some work with Richmond yeah maybe. I think he played think in their VFL tr- team played with their VFL team Yeah. And nearly got taken to Richmond there. And now his third go, he's played with the dogs and got taken. Like, yeah. As, it, it's, it's pretty I special. I love those stories. Yeah.
1: yeah he went to, like, he's he's done it all by the, the sounds of things. And yeah, that's pretty special. I didn't know he played Nifl and, and different things I like that. That's so, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, 99% sure that's true. Yeah. And anyway, and he, yeah, he came up, you know, sort of the hard way. We talk about like us getting drafted at mm. 18 and he's 25 and, you know, doing his dream now. So, um, yeah, it's pretty special. And to like, play at VFL clubs in 2-25 like I don't know if I'd be able to hack that I'd probably try and play local or or something like that get a little bit of cash but yeah I I credit to him and he's actually really stamped like his authority and how he wants to be perceived already on the group and he's only been with us sort of well he's been training with us but he's only been fully selected for like a month or so
0: yeah that's huge I I really really respect those guys because I I don't think that I would I could have done that you Mm, know like being said no to for that long that's only seven years of eighteen. Yeah. it's like fuck it's a long time yeah uh, um but yeah all credit to him he's you know i'm yeah absolute right for him and for more reports absolute awesome dude even though i have met him before yeah <laughs> um mate what's next for you what's what's your life looking like do you plan goals have you got any like short term for this year versus long term um what do you do do you sit down and
1: write in your diary Nah, no, um yeah I've, i actually really struggle with goal setting um it's something that I've never been, never been good at besides obviously being like young and being like, I want to play footy Yeah, like that's But that's every kid's dream when they're, you know, playing footy. And, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty average at goal setting. So haven't really set too many out and um, personally probably just to buy a house and mm. establish myself in Victoria. I'm from Adelaide originally. So um, to be able to do that and, um, you know, be stable enough there. And then I'm not like, yeah i'm not massive and and probably in a football sense just becoming more of that older head and and helping young kids and and being that leader i suppose within our group you know whether it be on field with the roles and responsibilities and stuff or or off field and and you know enjoying each other's company and different things like that so yeah i'm not not huge on goal setting but i would like to um, actually be able to do it maybe a goal to get better at goal setting that's yeah that's actually come up a few times (laughs) Keep putting it away. I
0: never really did goals like when I was playing and that probably showed a lot. But (laughs) I think post now, like I love thinking about shit. Like always, I have so many fucking goals that like I get them mixed up. So like Mm -hmm. I've had to like put a list of like short-term goals, medium-term goals, long-term goals. So like what's happening in the next few weeks, what's happening in the next year, then like the 10-year goal. Um, And i found it being so beneficial i wish i did it when i was playing but look i'm not going to tell you how to do things because you're obviously doing things quite well um, as it is mate but uh yeah honestly thank you so much for your time today bro i really appreciate it. as i said massive fan of, of your work not only you know as you as a player but i respect the grind i respect the hustle the way you go about it um, so excited for this year for you personally and the dogs and yeah just absolutely blessed to sit down and, and hear your story i oh, love coming in thanks mate thank you cheers If that wasn't enough for you and you want even more, you're in luck. Dylan Friends is now on Patreon. Dylan Best Friends. An exclusive loyalty subscription featuring the debrief podcast of each episode and bonus Q&As from Patreon members like this. Oliver Cheeseman, he says, Do you think you would... Do you think you would have ever had the confidence to progress into the player you are today if not for Dill allowing you to have fourteen touches and a goal in your debut game after coming on at three quarter time as a sub? Now we did clarify this, Oliver, he played a half, okay, so it's not as
1: it's not, it's as, not as dominant special. as you think. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh oh we touched <laughs> on that earlier. It was pretty yeah, no, it was pretty nice to, to come on and be able to have an impact and um, yeah, like I said, not get Absolutely bashed by, no. by someone, and actually, I should have,
0: maybe I should have bashed you yeah. have better,
1: maybe. But who knows? Then I might have came out and yeah. had 20. Like, yeah, who, yeah, who knows? <laughs> I think Oliver Cheeseman's being a little bit of a, a little cheeky. Oliver Cheeky Man.
0: And there's plenty more where that came from. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Dylan Friends, or you can head to the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast. If you like the show, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate,